Welcome to Haven Today at Christmas time. Here we are again, another December, and that means Christmas travel is just around the corner. Airports are bracing for the surge. Travel seems almost back to normal after the COVID-19 pandemic, except for the prices. Airfare prices are up, pun intended. The American Independence Weekend and Canada Weekends were the busiest travel weekends since 2019. Experts think Christmas travel will follow suit. With Christmas falling on Sunday this year, the 23rd may be the busiest travel day of the year. And the prices are the highest they've been in five years. The average single-ticket round trip costs $463. That's 39% higher than this time last year. Jet fuel is more expensive. Fewer flights are scheduled. And more people are traveling. And wallets are feeling the burn. There's just something about being home for Christmas, though. And our hope is even better than that. Christians will live forever because Jesus came to earth to bring us home to God. I'm Charles Morris. And on this very first day of December, we're in a series called A Weary World Rejoices. It's hard to believe that Christmas is now only 25 days away. More and more, the halls are decked with decorations and sounds of the season are playing everywhere. The lights are beginning to go up, if not already there. And you know, weariness can sometimes be a good description of this time of year, wouldn't you say? Family gatherings, Christmas shopping, baking and cooking, traveling with everyone else in the world, it seems. Sometimes Christmas can be downright exhausting. I know sometimes I feel that way. And I don't think I'm the only one. But I truly believe that when we turn our hearts to Jesus, when we focus on what really matters, Jesus is the reason for the season. We can find our joy and peace, even in the times of weariness. But if you think about it, weariness is a normal thing in a fallen world, isn't it? Remember what the Lord said in Genesis 3 when he was pronouncing the curse of sin? Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil you will eat food from it all the days of your life. By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground. I'm guessing we've all felt that in our own lives. All because Adam sinned. He was our representative, and he fell. And the world is weary as a result. But then thousands of years later, a baby boy was born in Bethlehem. Not just any boy. No, there was something special about this child. All week we've been talking with Fernando Ortega about some of his favorite Christmas songs. And I asked Fernando to talk about the somber yet hopeful song, What Child Is This? We've sung this song in my family, you know, at the Presbyterian Church since I was, since I could remember, gosh, four, four years old, maybe five years old. Um, and, and then I didn't know much about it. I mean, I just loved it, you know, that we would sing it every Christmas in church. Um, the, but the melody is actually a 16th or 17th century melody called Green Oh, Sleeves. yes. Okay. Oh, it was a popular, it was a popular um, song back, like a, I think it was actually a kind of a sensual bar bar song or something. I you knew know. you were going to go there, and and, and of course, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's hard to admit, but but you know, if there's a good tune, why not use it to sing to the Lord's glory? You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, so Christians shamelessly borrowed the song and uh, borrowed the tune, and then I think in the 1800s, it was our text that we're familiar with, we're familiar with uh, was set. So. 
it's, I think it was a brilliant idea to take a popular song that everybody knew and all of a sudden put, uh, you know, God lyrics to it. It is so interesting that worship wars go back. I, I remember being in London once and, and learning that when Isaac Watts wrote hymns, and he was not part of the Church of England, he was one of those nonconformists, huh. he would write these hymns, and they were all very biblical. And today we would think they sound like old-fashioned hymns, you know, and it's just four chords, yeah. four-part yeah. harmony, I guess, and nothing really special on yeah. it. But uh, it was considered almost sacrilegious that he would come out with these modern songs, hymns, and people would sing them. Yeah. And that's a little bit like, what child is this, I guess? I think so, too, yeah. Um, I, I don't know how scandalous it was when these, when that old hymn became, when, the, when that melody became a Christian hymn. I, I kind of wonder about that. I, I need to look that up and see how people <laughs> reacted. But, yeah, we get so attached to, like, I, you know, I rewrote, uh, I wrote a new melody for Great Is Thy Faithfulness, mm-hmm. and I sang it at our church, and boy, I thought that some people were going to, I was, thought it was going to be uh Hard and feathered or something. (laughs) Well, this Christmas carol, I guess it's a carol, but a Christmas song, What Child Is This? It it starts in a somber way, but it it does have this strength to it. There's backbone to it. There's a spine to it. When you get to this, this is Christ the King. Is Christ the King. And it makes you want to stand up and just sing with the hymn, even if you're sitting down. It does. You know, it's a it's a quiet because it's it's minor key, and so it's got this sort of sovereignness to it. But the that that uh, refrain, this this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him, Lord, the babe, the son of Mary. It's such a, it's almost triumphant. Just just you know, like it's a very emotional refrain to land on. I think. I think you're right. Thanks, Fernando. What child is this who lay to rest on Mary's lap? Whom angels greet with anthem sweet While shepherds watch our keeping Why lies he in such mean estate Where rocks and mass are feet Christians fear for sinners here, the silent word is pleading. This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing.
from Fernando Ortega's Christmas Songs album that we have for your Christmas gift to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, and this album has been playing in my home, and I really want you to have it to help you celebrate the true meaning of Christmas. Fill your home and your heart with Christmas songs of worship and praise that'll help you and those you love prepare your hearts for Jesus this year. Why don't you pray about making a generous Christmas gift to the ministry? And as a thanks, we'll send you Fernando Ortega's Christmas Song CD. You might even want to send multiple copies, so you can ask about that when you call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online, listen to some of the samples we have there from the CD, and make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And don't forget, we still have the box set of The Little Pilgrim's Big Journey, parts one and two, for your gift as well. And we can ship this directly to you or someone else for free. Make a gift. Order now so it can get there before Christmas. We just heard the carol, What Child Is This? And really, if you look at the Christmas accounts in the Gospels, that's a question we have to ask. Who is this? Now, I can't speak for you, but I know for a fact that when I was born, there were not angels singing or shepherds looking. No magi came to a little town outside Wichita, Kansas, to bring me gifts when I was born. And that isn't just because that little town in Kansas is not the easiest place to find. No, every day around this planet, there are babies born. But this one was special. This one was different. Here are the words of the famous Christmas carol, In the very first verse, what child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Whom angels greet with anthems sweet while shepherds watch her keeping. This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him laud, the babe, the son of Mary. That is the familiar story that we read about in Luke's Gospel, chapter 2. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary... 
Mary treasured these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned back to their sheep in the fields, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. So a baby was born in Bethlehem. I can't tell you how significant it is for me to be sharing this with you today. I'm coming to you from the land where Christ was born. A baby born in Bethlehem. Great David's greater son coming into the world in David's own city. Shepherds coming to see this newborn. The good shepherd who came to lay down his life for his sheep. That's the Christmas story. And I'm right here at Christmas time. I know it's easy for all of us to get caught up in our daily grinds and traditions and the pageantry of the season every December, but how often do we really stop and think about how surprising this story really is? Has the Christmas story become too familiar to us that it has lost some of its punch? I have a friend who grew up in an Air Force town in Nebraska. His family home was only a few miles from the base, And they heard planes landing and taking off all hours of the day and night. And wouldn't you know, before long, they got used to it. They wouldn't even realize they were hearing a plane. But whenever family or friends would come over to visit, well, they couldn't believe how loud it was. Maybe we need to be reminded of Christ's birth in that way. This was a birth that flipped expectations on their heads. Angelic hosts announcing a carpenter's son. Lowly shepherds leaving their flocks in the field to be the first to greet the king of kings. All of this seemed backwards to people in Christ's day. But it's how God worked. This was his plan. And this was the Savior. That's the answer to the question. That's who this child really is. Remember the second verse of the song? So bring him incense, gold, and myrrh. Come, peasant, king, to own him, the king of kings, salvation brings. Let loving hearts enthrone him. This, this is Christ the king, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him laud, the babe, the son of Mary. I think that's one of my favorite parts of the New Testament. I know it's all good, and there are some wonderfully comforting passages But the account of the Magi coming from the east is right up there with me. Listen to Matthew chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who was born king of the Jews? We saw a star when it rose and have come to worship him. They went on their way. The star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. And then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. If we thought the Christmas story was turning things on their heads before, this part of the story just adds to the surprise. What on earth was going on there? Can you imagine what would have been going through the minds of the people of Jerusalem on the day these Easterners showed up? This was not an everyday occurrence. These wise men were coming for a specific purpose. They had been led by the Lord, who used the star to draw them to his son. We don't know whether they were God-fearers or not. 
but they were there as kingmakers, bringing kingly gifts that symbolized power, wealth, but also suffering. This child was clearly the one promised in the Old Testament, the Messiah, who would suffer for his people, but also rule over and protect them. And he started as a tiny baby in a manger. He grew, he slept, and he learned, just like other children. But in very important ways, he was unlike other children. This was the sinless Savior, the one that all creation had been groaning for. This is why a weary world could rejoice. And that's why this song helps us remember that Christmas is about more than sugary treats and presents and time off work or school. What child is this? Is the most important question we can ask. Do you remember what happened 30 years later as Jesus was in the middle of his earthly ministry? It's found in Matthew 16. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do the people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. And still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? He asked. Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. You know, Caesarea Philippi had quite a history. I'm going to be there in another day. In the Old Testament, it was associated with Baal worship. When the Greeks came, they built a temple to their god Pan. Children were even sacrificed there. And Herod the Great constructed a shrine to Caesar there, which gave it its name in Jesus' day. And as they were there at Caesarea Philippi, the disciples answered that the people thought Jesus was one among many, one of the prophets. But Peter knew differently. He knew that the child born in Bethlehem, who was now a grown man standing before him, was different. He's the Messiah, the Son of the living God. So I need to ask you, who do you say that Jesus is? What child was this who was born in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago? As Paul reminds us in Romans 10, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. This Christmas, the message of the gospel is still going out loud and clear. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ if you never have. Repent of your sins and rest in him and do it today. Because that's who this child was. The Savior who brings joy to the world. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Songs employ 
fields and floods, rocks, hills and plains, repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy, repeat, repeat the sound. famous Christmas carol of all, Joy to the World, Fernando Ortega from his Christmas Songs album, here on Haven Today, and a program called A Weary World Rejoices. As you're out and about this Christmas, maybe as you're baking cookies or wrapping presents or sitting by a fire, maybe even hopefully reading your Bible, I really believe your weary soul will rejoice if you have Fernando Ortega's Christmas Songs album. You can play it in your car, in your home. His album is filled with songs of worship and praise, arranged and sung in a way that makes the lyrics come through. And Fernando's unique and soothing style blends so well with these Christmas carols. This album will help you and those you love prepare your hearts for Christ this year. So why don't you get in touch with us today? Make your tax-deductible Christmas gift to Haven Ministries, and we'll send you the CD with free shipping ASAP for you to enjoy this December. Order multiple copies. Give them away this Christmas time. 
Our number is 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online, listen to samples from Fernando's Christmas songs, and make your gift there at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And a quick reminder, there's still time to get the box set of Little Pilgrim's Big Journey, Parts 1 and 2, those storybooks retelling Pilgrim's progress and its sequel for a new generation. Illustrations, easy to follow words. Get one for yourself. Order one for a family you want to point to Christ this Christmas. Ask about it when you call or go online to look at the illustrations. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, we'll be sharing together this great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. We live in scary times, in a scary place, amidst scary people. At least that's how it feels sometimes, doesn't it? We don't know when the next war is going to break out or if tragedy is going to strike our home or our neighborhood. It can be easy to succumb to fear. The Lord's words to Joshua are just as needed for us today. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. Joshua had every reason to fear. Little Israel was trying to settle in a land with big, bad armies, but the Lord was near, and his nearness brings us freedom from fear. Perfect love, like Christ's for us, casts out our fear. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.